We've got some fresh new young talent doing some things that I know you haven't heard before. One, two, three, listen. Hello there and welcome to another episode of the Extraordinary Podcast. My name is Tobias Dahlberg. I am the founder and chief strategist at Wondering. And on this podcast, we talk about whatever it takes to build an extraordinary brand, an extraordinary business, or career, or personal brand. So we touch upon topics that relate to brand development, but also personal growth, entrepreneurship, sometimes design and innovation, basically whatever it takes to support you in your goal of building something that matters, that genuinely matters in this world. So today, the subject is about connecting with customers. How do you connect with customers? And that applies to people, I should say, not just customers. How do you create a connection with people, whether they're consumers, customers, even your spouse? Um, that's, of course, very important to all the relationships. And, uh, and particularly, I'm going to talk about this context of brand building. So it's probably the most important thing considering a brand and a business because without customers, you don't have a business. So what you want to do, uh, especially if you want to build a brand, something that lasts, you don't just want to do transactions to sell people on something and then you'll never hear from them anymore or they don't want to buy from you anymore. You want to create a bond, a lasting relationship. You want to get people's respect. You want them to feel that you have something to offer to them that no one else has. So connection is important because that's what makes people want to choose you and come back to you for more, creating loyalty and, and uh, you know, taking away that price sensitivity and just having people talk about you. So brands that connect with people, they typically do so because they are relevant to people on many different levels. They might just solve a problem, you know, if you've heard that Clayton Christensen talk about jobs to be done. They might help you do a job better or in a more enjoyable way. Uh, but it might also create an emotional connection where, they, where customers feel that their values are aligned with the values of the company. And that, that can even create meaning for people. And that's really the stuff that you want to create because those are the things that actually create a bond between human beings and companies and brands, as funny as that sounds. But just think of brands like Patagonia, for example. I, I wouldn't say that their products are they're, – they're beautiful, they're great, but are they really that different? Like maybe what the difference is more like how are they made and what, are, what is the philosophy behind the brand? I think that's what people are buying into. They want to be seen. They want to they signal these values that Patagonia really stands for, which is really about caring for the planet, caring for the environment. I and mean, I think the values of that company is what people buy into more than the products, which are, are great, I'm sure, and I've been told. It's more the values, I think, that people buy into when it comes to Patagonia and many other brands for that matter. Not to diminish the value of the products, which I hear are great. I don't own a piece of Patagonia clothing, by the way. I'm not getting a sponsor for saying this. Anyways, or think about Nike or think about Virgin. Like all these big brands, not all of them, but some of them that have more of a mission behind them, they are often able to create that sort of lasting connection to customers. 
So the question then is, what does it really take to create this kind of connection? Well, I'm sure that there are many things, and I could talk about many different things, but I want to focus on one thing in this episode. I want to talk about empathy. <laughs> empathy is really, to me, if you ask me, it's the foundation for creating connection between human beings. So, I mean, there's many things that you have to get right. The product, obviously, all these other things. I'm going to leave that for perhaps another episode. But I want to talk about empathy because the thing that frustrates me a lot is that I see, I'm, I'm, I'm making up a number again, 97.5% of companies don't really know their customers. And uh, I'm saying that to provoke, but I also think it's really true. I mean, they know... They know the segments, they know maybe something about who buys their products, but they don't know these people genuinely and deeply on a, on a human level. They don't know their values, and they don't really aren't able to empathize with them because they never practice the skills of empathy. And that's what I want to talk about, and that's what I, I want to give you some practical ideas for how you can practice empathy and create better connection to customers. So what does empathy mean? Well, you know, empathy is just, in a, in a very simple way, empathy is about feeling what other people are feeling. So it's about putting yourself in other people's shoes to acquire their experience and, and with that their feelings. Then using that to identify insights, which you then use to frame problems or design questions or challenges, whatever you want to say, whatever you want to call it. So, for example, if you are a 45-year-old woman and your target group is a 24-year-old man, you can't become that man, uh, I guess, but you can come very close. You can deeply connect with 24-year-old men if you know how to do it. So how do you do that then? How do you gain empathy so you can better connect with customers and hence grow a profitable business? Well, in my experience, there are two kind of companies that do this really well. The first kind is the ones where the people that are marketing and innovating for their target group are actually one with the target group. They're the same people. They're basically designing and creating and marketing things for themselves. And that's why they they know all those small details about people. They know how they feel. They know their dreams. They know their aspirations. They know their, you know, everything about them because they're basically part of that tribe or part of that target group. And so, so that's a big advantage. And by the way, I think that we're going to see the, a, a transition in, in the sort of generalist marketing person. I've been saying this a few times lately, but I'm feeling this stronger and stronger. I think companies need to be much more careful that they don't kind of recruit people who are just generalists who fail to have the empathy for their target groups. I'm not saying that all marketing people are like that, but I'm saying that it's a difficult skill, especially if you're not even trying to, uh, to get it right. So, I mean, you know, in many companies, you have someone who comes in and they're supposed to, let's say, you know, market candy, and in their previous life or their previous job, they they sold cat food, or or they were you know marketing holidays, and now they're now they're marketing uh, or selling icebreakers. I don't know where that came from, but anyways, you get the point. So people are transitioning 
they're transitioning their careers and they're going from one category to a completely different category. And, and they might have a lot of skill, but they might not really understand people and that whole kind of tribe thing. Because in every tribe, in every you know, culture, there are clear rules about sort of how you go about things and, and how you communicate things. And they're very subtle. And you have to be able to get the cues right, the signals right in your messaging and your products and to, to be able to innovate for them. So, so I think the first type of, of company are the ones which actually are built around the tribe. Maybe going back to, to um, Patagonia again, I think that's a good example of that kind of company. Uh, but the other ones then, which is the other model, sorry, the, the other model then is, is maybe the more difficult ones, but there are companies that are, that are doing that really well, and that's just to acquire and practice empathy skills. So even if you don't have all that many people that come from that tribe, which I think you should, by the way, uh, then you can, you can learn how to have empathy skills. And that's obviously what this episode is all about. So the way to do that, and the most simple advice I could give you, is just about you have to experience what other people are experiencing. So what this means is that you have to spend time with people in their natural environments. So where that thing you're researching or where you want to gain that understanding and empathy or through empathy, where that happens. So you need to put yourself in the same kind of situations as these people. You have to, you have to be close to them. You have to go through what they are going through. You have to spend time in their homes or their workplace or wherever their life happens. So you have to be able to actually feel what they are feeling. You have to be able to really tap into, like, what are they dreaming, you know, dreaming about? What are their fears you know, what are their aspirations? All these things, what are their values? And not just on an intellectual level, you have to actually get it into your own body as well. So you have to watch, you have to observe. You know, when you interview people, for example, you have to look for clues in their face. You know, do they look happy, relaxed, stressed? Do they look distressed, you know, as they talk? You can pick up on all those things and you should make note of all these things because we know... You know, you know that you know not all communication is is what people say. It's actually a very small part. So look at their body language, for example. What kind of clues do you get? Are people feeling stressed when they talk to you? Are they relaxed? And all those things. And ask them about their behaviors, and more importantly, watch their behavior, because what people say and how they actually behave are often very different things. So if you see people behave in a certain way, chances are that those behaviors are habits. And if they're habits, then that's something strong and powerful. So not just, you know, one-off actions. But, you know, and, and then there's, there's a lot of techniques out there. You could just Google empathy and you'll find a lot of um, also design research methodologies to do that. But you have, to, you have to just, like, go and try and try out what works. And what is important then, so... Once you've done all these different methods and, and empathized and, you know, you play the, if you're the 45-year-old woman, you'd, you know, you've actually imagined and played the role of the 24-year-old male. I know that sounds really weird, but, but I mean, you should really, like, pretend like you're an actor, like a method actor. So that's the best way to actually change your physiology to get into the same, you know, state and really feel what that person is feeling. So this is the... The, 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 the first point, this is the exploration. This is where you gather information. And, uh, and, and here's a really important point. 
you should never change that material. So let's say you interviewed someone, you were at their home, you observed them, and now you treat all the things you just saw and witnessed and observed, everything treated, you treat it as fact. What happens in their world, what they're feeling, that's the truth for them. Now the next step is you have to start collecting all this information and asking yourself, what does all of this mean? And that's the, another more complex term for that is synthesizing, which is a very important term in, uh, in this process. So synthesizing, really trying to put together pieces. Remember, to synthesize is the opposite of analyzing, where you break things apart. Synthesizing is about putting pieces together and really trying to apply your own um, intuition into this. So this is where typically academically trained researchers go crazy. They don't like this part because this is not a statistically, or sorry, academically valid method because now we're talking about creativity and intuition. So you've just observed someone and now you ask yourself, hey, what could this mean? And then you're creating different hypotheses. Well, you, you create a hypothesis, which just means it's your best educated guess on why things are happening. And then you take that and you frame that into a question. So framing, another word again, very important. Look that up. I'm going to talk about framing in a separate episode. I'll have to. It's so important. But use framing, in other words, provide that perspective that you just found, that insight, and ask yourself a question. Because asking the right question is often, you know, half of the problem, even sometimes even more. So, you know, you have an observation, you have some piece of information, you synthesize, you ask yourself, what does this really mean? And then you turn that into a question that you could be working on. And that is already, if you can get this part right, those three steps, I promise you, you can create a breakthrough. You could really build something extraordinary out of that. Because this is where so many of these companies, I thought I said 97.5%, fail miserably. Like, like they have absolutely no understanding for, for these deeper emotional values and needs of people. And it's those that we need to tap into, at least in this you know, day and age, that, that competing where you know, we're competing on price and competing with products is not just going to cut it anymore. So I think not to go too deeply into this, I'm going to do more episodes on what happens after this process. And if you're interested, please just send me an email at hello at wonderagency.com. I'm happy to, to give you advice on how to you know, continue the process. But I think... The essence of what I wanted to say in this episode is simply, if you want to connect with people, whether it's your spouse, your business, building your own brand, there's always that other person. There's that other human being, that group of human beings that you want to influence and create value for. And the starting point for that is, of course, to understand them, understand their world. And it's more than just doing market research and gathering information about them and understanding things on an intellectual level. It's essentially about understanding human beings on an emotional level, on the level of value and meaning, and using that information to create something remarkable, create something extraordinary. So thank you so much. I hope that gave you something to think about. I hope that you really try this for yourself and again, don't just understand this on an intellectual level. Actually go out and use it because that's the only way to learn. And if you find this useful, I'm, I'm be really happy and honored 
to hear about it. And I like to share your stories on this podcast. And by the way, I'm also working on a new uh, YouTube channel that is going to be called Branded. And that, if you want to check that out, you can find it under my name, Tobias Dahlberg, on YouTube, probably on LinkedIn, if you're connected with me on LinkedIn. Or, and I'm going to be sending out some videos which are going to be um, focused on you know, educating people, helping people, hopefully providing value to people uh, around, around the topic of brand development. Now, with a particular focus on entrepreneurs or uh, aspiring entrepreneurs, anyone who wants to build an extraordinary brand. So, so that's another show that I'm doing. If you're interested, hopefully uh, I can, I can uh, convince you to, to check that out. And hey, if you like this podcast, by the way, I'm happy and really honored if you leave me a comment or, or just give me a, a review. Uh, you could find this, probably you already know, but it's on iTunes and all the major platforms. And hey, it's been a privilege to talk to you and I wish you a great, end of the day or rest of the week or weekend or whatever time it is where you're listening to this. And uh, I am always happy to connect with people, whether it's through LinkedIn or any other platform, and hear your thoughts because that's how I learn and uh, that's how we all, all learn, by the way. So thanks again, and I wish you all the best.